step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello and good evening to you. Today is July the 23rd of 2015. And I ran across an article that I'd like to share with you. I found it in the Good Times magazine. And there'll be a link uh, that you can find under uh, the area where you can get information for the program. And before I begin, I'd like to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, I humbly come before you this day and just thank you, Lord, for all the provisions. I thank you for the rain that watered the crops. I thank you for the sun that shines. I thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon me and those around me this day. And now, Lord, I pray that you open the ears of those that wish to hear and help them abide in your word. Amen. And this is Abide in My Word. A young man asked an old minister to baptize him. Sure, son, the minister replied. Follow me down to the river. Wading in together, the minister asked, Are you ready? And the young man said, Absolutely. Suddenly, the minister thrust him under the water and held him there. He was finally pulled up. What was that all about? asked the exasperated young man. That's your first lesson, responded the minister. When you want to experience God as much as you want to breathe, it's only then that I can be your guide. Come back then, and we'll have another lesson. Desiring to truly experience God is more than a cute line in a story. Of course, it's something we face every day. To experience God, we have to spend time, lots of time with Him. His personal self-disclosure to us, the Bible, the Word of God. And we will only spend this time when we realize how precious it truly is, valuing it as what our very life depends on. Jesus made this connection plain, stating, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And that's found in John chapter 8, verse 31. The word translated abide here means to remain, continue, or dwell. So Jesus describes his followers as those who live in his word. This is vital into responding to Jesus' call, follow me. Increasingly sucked into a culture of 24-7 distraction, we must strive to stay connected with God. Let's be honest about the pressures of society, and yes, our addictions to a siren's call. Today's culture is incredibly demanding, 
as knowledge expands and attention spans shrink. Today, we're encountering more people knocking daily on the doors of our mind than our forefathers ever experienced. It's doing something to us. It's creating a dependency culture that permeates our existence. The author of a recent book provides this illustration. Several years ago, I was in an intense meeting required no interruption. As we were getting started, the leader asked us all to turn off our mobile phones. We all complied except for one individual. She began to gently protest that she needed the phone on but could keep it on vibrate. An interesting power struggle ensued. As we all watched with growing interest, the leader insisted that she turn it off. You've got to be kidding me, she pleaded, her eyes nervous and searching. I always have it on. Please, let me put it on vibrate. The passion and panic in her voice was startling. You would have thought he had asked her for to disown her firstborn. She was completely frustrated at the thought of being unconnected. And you could find that story in Learn to Breathe by Jim Middling, uh, published 2013. Again, let's be real. Setting and maintaining quality time to breathe in God's word is a struggle in the world that never stops coming at us, demanding our time. And yet to experience God, like the old minister told the young man, we must. The current 24-7 cultural climate provides an incredible opposite correlation to our need to create a 24-7 connection with God that's never broken, never turned off. This connection with God is always essential no matter what room of life we're in at the moment. What God desires from us is trading our 24-7 existence for another. We can't truly experience God without remaining connected to his word, and we won't remain connected without keeping in mind that our life depends on it. This will bring the deep yearning expressed in Psalms chapter 42 verse 1 and 2. As the deer pants for water, brooks so pants my soul for you. O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Think of the semi-arid climate of the Middle East where this was written. Water is everything. It's life. So are the words of the Bible. Jesus said in John chapter 6, 63. The words I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. We know this intellectually, and we may have every good intention of connecting with God in such a 24-7 manner, but we keep putting it off until it's convenient. The simple truth, though, is that it's never humanly convenient. Knowing something is needed and actually doing what is needed are two different worlds with two different outcomes. The Bible never opened might as well be a Bible discarded. 
for the intimacy God wants with you can't begin either way. You may be familiar with Christ's message to the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation 2 and 3. They offer approval in some regards, but register concern in others, then prompting toward what God desires. Consider whether Jesus might say something like this to the Christians today. To the elect of God in Christ in the 21st century, these things says he who is holy, I know your works. You say you know me, even as the world around you increasingly denies me. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You say you love me, but avoid drinking in my words of life, as if you have life within yourself and have no need of further intimacy with me. Even so, open up your hearts to my words, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. If the shoe fits, how do we begin to heed Christ's call or follow me and trade our current 24-7 world for his? Jesus pointed to how in stating a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. You'll find that in Luke chapter 6 verse 40. Truly following Christ means becoming like him. So how do we do that? The gospel shows that scripture was the first language as he constantly quoted or alluded to it. When he taught or conversed with people, it saturated his existence. He rarely faced a challenge in which he didn't answer with scripture. He often did he say things like, it is written, or haven't you read the scripture? You can check this out in Matthew uh, 4 and Mark 12. This was his life. He emphatically tells us, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This was itself a quote from Deuteronomy 8.3. I have treasured the words of the mouth more than my necessary food. The words of Jesus' first language was his last words. As the human being, when he stated on the cross, Into your hands I commit my spirit. And you'll find that Luke chapter 23, verse 46, and also in Psalms 31, verse 5. We truly have a unique challenge in finding time to abide of God's word due to the velocity of the world around us. The pace in biblical times was much slower, yet there were still detractions. Jesus warned of the cares of this world choking out God's word. Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 and his prescription was the same then as now. Slow down and put first things first. Don't worry about your life. Look at the birds. Consider the lilies of the field how they grow. How God clothes the grass of the field. 
Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we wear? But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Matthew 6, verse 25 through 33. Jesus spoke of the intimate 24-7 connected relationship God seeks with us by comparison with the grapevine. He said in John 15, 1 through 8, that if grapes are to be produced by any given branch, that branch must be directly connected to the life-giving vine. It's a fascinating analogy in which the word abide, again, remain or dwell, is used eight times. Any branch that is not fully connected to a vine may produce leaves, but not fruit, and it ultimately pruned and cast away. Jesus concludes, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Here Christ colorfully depicts himself as the life-giving vine into which we must remain plugged so that God, the master harvester, might reap fruit. Can you imagine never recharging your smartphone and expecting ongoing results in mankind's 24-7 world? God's way also follows cause and effect, and he does have expectations of us. He doesn't desire mere leafly Christians, but those who bear fruit to his glory that our lives might be enriched now. The element in Christ's vine analogy of remaining in him as we remain in his words leads us back once more to his previous statement in John 8 with the surrounding text. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide, continue to dwell and live in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Discipleship begins by believing. Believing what? That there's a loving creator with an awesome plan for your life and all humanity? That he has your best interest at heart and has given you a divine GPS and nav navigator called the Bible to guide you from being a bag of dust on two legs to ultimately sharing worthwhile spiritual eternity with him. This connected device becomes so valuable to you that you really rely on it. Stay informed and formulating every decision set before you in a new 24-7 existence. One based on the words of life. The term disciple is translated from the Greek word mathis, meaning learner. It entails a progressive assistance ever learning by saying connected to the teachings of the lifeline God has given us into eternity. When our Bible remains closed, it is a telltale sign of death, of true discipleship, and disregarding the call of follow me. In, reading, in hearing this, you may be saying, that's me. I do desire to be a disciple, but all the buts keep getting in the way. Okay, 
We've all been there. But why do we allow the urgent to crowd out the important? You say, I don't have time. But the reality is, you don't have time. Not so. Let's be frank. You make time for what you value most. If it's important to you, you find time to do it or stop everything and make it happen. And so doing, watch how God goes to work. When you made the determination to dwell in his word, somehow expanding time that humanly seems non-existent, claim the promise of God that says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. There is no time like now to connect to God and enter his 24-7 world, responding to Christ's invitation of follow me by abiding in his word. Folks, I hope and pray that this touched your heart or your mind at least cause you to think have I been spending time with the Lord have I been building a relationship with God with through Jesus if your answer as mine was well um, I desired to have the Lord in my heart I desired to have Jesus as my Savior but yet I spend very little time reading his word. I would glance at it, you know, and say, oh, I, I, I need to read more of that book. You know, there comes a time when you have an awakening, and that awakening time over the past several years has been very loud and clear to myself. It's still, I have a problem at times searching the word for his truth but the more and more I grow in the spirit the more and more I really desire to spend time in the Bible you can read it a, a thousand times and yet when you read it with the mind of seeking God you can read what you have read a thousand times and go, wow, that's the first time I saw that, or wow, that's that, 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 that moves me, or that, that fits where I'm at right now. We have to find a place within the Spirit, within God. It's even more important today, I feel, it's always been important, but more important today than ever because of the fact that we are moving into dark days. If we're not already there, you know, then heaven help us because it will soon become more darker than what it is now. We have to be prepared. And what is it being prepared means? It means having a relationship with God, having a relationship through His Son, Jesus Christ. 
who died on the cross for our sins. You know, every time I, I recall that story or I recall that, can you imagine somebody dying for you to keep you from from dying yourself we were made to be children of God however after the first sin we were denied that that's why he sent Jesus to come and to be the sacrificial lamb that he required but he had to come in a human form he had to live on this earth with us he had to experience what we experience and let me tell you what happened 2,000 years ago is the same things that go on today of course it's faster pace but people are still people. They haven't changed. We haven't changed any from the time when Jesus was walking this earth. We've gotten more greedier, more meaner, more ugly, if anything else. But he experienced everything that we experience. So when he died and when, Je and when God gave him life again, rose him from the dead, he was very very capable of responding to our needs today because he knows he knows the heart he knows the mind of those that are suffering those that aren't listening he knows so don't be blind don't be stupid don't be dumb open your heart open your mind open your eyes and see see the world around you we see people that are suffering you see somebody in pain you see somebody that needs a helping hand Jesus would be there to help them and the more we get into our relationship with Jesus the more we see this is where I am to be. I am to help. I am to speak. I am to be Jesus' extension here on earth. And the more that we do it, the more blessed we become and the more we want to share his goodness, his love, and his care. I love being in the care of the Lord. I love his blessings. Oh, folks, I wish I had the, the expressions, the words to express how it feels to be loved, be cared for. You have a peace of heart and mind, and your, any problems come your way, you know that he's there. In fact, when problems come, he says, that's when you praise even the more. Let me share something with you that uh, just an example of, of how the Lord operates within my life. I recently uh, went up to go see my wife. Um, 
I have her in a nursing home. She had dementia, and I could no longer take care of her and continue to work. She needed 24-7 care. And it was a trying time, but the Lord blessed me with a facility that to place her in that I truly love because they take good care of my wife. But anyway, I, I had went to see her. And after our visit, I was coming home. And I was just enjoying the day. It was beautiful. It was hot. And I had the air conditioner going. And I just happened to glance down. And my thermometer <coughs> was going hot. It went quickly hot. So something was wrong. And I looked up and... There was a sign that said there was a turnoff in two miles. And I prayed. I said, Lord, you know, let me get this car off the road safely to this turnoff. I was able to do so, and I got out of the car, and I lifted the hood, and I noticed there was a spray on the back firewall. And my immediate thought is like, oh, my goodness, what, what in the world would have caused that? And I checked the fluids, and... I was kind of low in my fluid container, so I went to the trunk and got uh, some water out and poured it in there, and I figured, well, what I need to do is just uh, kind of sit and wait here for a few minutes, let it cool down. And I said, you know, Lord, I said this prayer, I said, Lord, I said, you tell me that, uh, you know, in signs of trouble, that's when I'm to praise you. And I said, I'm thankful, Lord, and I just thank you, and I do praise you. I thank you for the wonderful visit that I had with my wife. I thank you for the beautiful day, even though it's rather warm. I thank you, Lord, and I was I thank you for this car that is enabled to travel up and down the road so that I can visit my wife and take care of the things that I take care of to and from work, to and from uh, my worship with others of you. I just thank you, Lord. And I said, now, Lord, I says, if you will please, you know, send me a servant. Send me someone to help me. And no sooner than I got finished saying that, and I was said, amen, and I was just saying, thank you, Lord, thank you. And I look up, and here comes a car behind mine. The gentleman gets out and he asks me what's going on. Of course, I just told him I'm car overheated. I'm not really sure, you know. And he says, well, he says, do you have uh, fluid? And I told him what I had done. And he checked his car and he says, I had some, but I think uh, we tossed it out the other day. And he said, well, I tell you what. He says, there's a church about uh, three miles down the road. Do you think you can make it there? And I said, with a prayer, yes. So, three miles down the road, we drove to the church and, you know, uh, filled the car up with uh, water. And, you know, I got refreshments because I didn't have any water. So, And I sat there and I talked to him and found out that he was a preacher. And I, sa I, I related to him what I had gone through prior to him showing up. And he says, God is good. And I says, yes, he is. Well, anyway, long story short, you know, uh, keep looking at the car, and I had convinced myself, or at least thought of, that it was possibly a head gasket, and the thermostat had clogged up, and therefore the thermostat uh, had caused the 
head gasket to to blow and um, you know I checked on the internet and you know under what I was looking at I, that's what I thought it was anyway I got it to my mechanic and I told him what I thought it was or I explained to him over the phone and I just left the car you know asking him to call me if uh, and let me know what it was going to cost well he called me and he asked me he says okay tell me what you think's going on here or what's going on and I explained to him and he goes well yeah and I said well he says it's not a head gasket I was like thank you Lord thank you it happened to be a return hose that was located behind the back end up high that uh, a radiator return hose that's what it was and uh, that was such a blessing such a blessing and I was just so thankful you know just so thankful you know of course you're thankful when you're talking about spending close to um, eight nine hundred dollars compared to one hundred dollars you know you are so thankful you are so thankful he continues to bless me each and every day and you can enjoy this blessing you can enjoy this blessing all you got to do all you got to do is say Lord forgive me for I'm a sinner I know I've sinned against you and I repent Lord and in repenting Lord I ask that you come and be with me come and be a part of my life dear Jesus help me to grow in the light help me to be a disciple of yours Heavenly Father I just give you thanks come and abide with me as I abide with you if you said that prayer I want you to call somebody that you know that loves God and tell them about it and then find yourself a Bible a Bible believing church not a church that's going to tickle your ears and tell you something good but a church that will lead you down the golden path of light. Well, my time's just about up. And uh, I thank you for coming and listening. And I pray that you have a great and glorious day. And we'll join you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.